40 and all grown up. You look beautiful, just like when you were a little girl. I watch over you and your sisters and brother and the kids every day. Sometimes I drop hints that I'm around, like when you hear someone make a big pee or when you make a big pee Remember when I would drive you to school in my tiny Mercedes every day and we would listen to this song together? Come, Kimberly, and all that you've accomplished. All of your hard work and all the businesses you have built are incredible. But most impressive is your commitment to become a lawyer and carry on my legacy. It's a long and a hard road, but it's worth it. And I'm with you every step of the way. The way that you're connecting with your roots and supporting Armenia means so much to me. You are a proud Armenian, and I am a proud Armenian father. The most beautiful thing that I have witnessed is watching you grow your family. You married the most, 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 most genius man in the whole world, Kanye West. <laughs> you are the most most, most, most amazing mother to your four beautiful children, and they are perfect. Keep doing what you're doing, Kimberly. You are a beautiful soul. Know that I am very proud of you, and I'm always with you. I have built a firewall around our family. I love you, Kimberly. Tell Courtney, Chloe, and Rob I love them and miss you all. Don't forget to say your prayers. Ladies and gentlemen, have you lost a loved one? Do you miss this person every moment of every day? Do you have an obscenely expensive island vacation after weeks of health screenings coming up? And would you like to see this person one more time? Well, then come on down to fancy fucking expensive holograms. We've got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) The Kardashian holograms. You know, Kanye really missed. He really swung and missed with that one because he did not have this guy say, you know, and OJ totally did it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that would have put this shit over the top as if this wasn't already just as ridiculous as it needs to be like I, it's very heartfelt and it's sweet but man did it get weird when he started praising kanye <laughs> man it's just bizarre the whole their whole world is just uh, it's incredible i mean i use i am kind of on the side of that i think kim gets a little more hate than she deserves i'm with you until now until like this week it's like you know what fuck you this week has been rough for her for anybody that doesn't know out there has it been rough for her i don't think it's been rough for her no it hasn't (laughs) you're right you're right you're right the hate has been extreme but in this in this tense i think maybe it's a touch deserved Um, it's like or at least a little shitting upon. Shat uponness is deserved in this sense. For anybody that doesn't know, Kim Kardashian turned 40 yeah. and she has had a crazy birthday with a long bunch of tweets where she's like, sorry, pores. Yep. I know I'm that I go back to normal life. Yeah. 
and she like took her whole family to an island and Kanye bought her a hologram of her father and it's a whole lot of lot of those holograms cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars to make don't they I think so what's I mean it's a good thing that uh they got it <laughs> god like I said the, man these people got too much money <laughs> the most 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 genius man of all time it's like bro and the part we couldn't play uh because of it plays a song is like this weird tra- like part where like um he's like we're you know we're, you heard him he's like we're we I would drive you to school in my little mercedes and we would listen to this song and then they play the entire, like pretty much the whole song, and Rob Kardashian just stands there snapping his fingers. And I, I don't even know what the fuck that song was. I've never heard that in my life. I don't know that song. Maybe it's some Armenian song. I don't know. I guess so. Maybe I'm just being a racist. Oh but it's just bizarre. It's it's really, you know, they're doing the whole bizarre billionaire thing right. Maybe. I think so, as long as... Well, I was about to say as long as they don't run for president, but shit, but, I forgot. Guess what? <laughs> Kanye, oh, Kanye 2020. <laughs> I didn't know Kim was becoming an attorney. That's cool. I mean... I knew that. I knew that. She wants to... It's, it's complicated. Her and Kanye are real focused on the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery in the context of, you know the the pros the the whenever slavery was a thing in the United States uh but it also legalizes slavery in prisons and yep. they want to replace the 13th amendment essentially to get rid of that second clause where prisoners are legally slaves at least i think that's what kim's idea is kanye just walks around saying crazy shit like we need to repeal the 13th amendment and that slavery is a choice but Kim is actually a little more measured and she's actually, she's in law school, which That's is, biz, which is bizarre to me. It's just like, it, what is her law school experience? Like <laughs> online. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like you said, I think she, she does get more hate than she deserves. In my opinion, she's clearly not an idiot. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you look at her life and all the businesses she's built and everything, and still think she's stupid, then you're stupid. Yeah, that, so that's, that's dope. Go to law school, do whatever the fuck you want to do, but god damn it, this hologram shit is weird. It's <laughs> fucking bizarre, man. It's, it's bizarre and, as hell. And the other thing that gets me is that she just is telling us about it. It'd be one because yeah. I because I believe that this kind of thing is way more common amongst the ridiculously elite wealthy and all over the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but now she's kind of airing out all their laundry and may and showing people just how ridiculous it is to be that rich. So rich that you surprise quote unquote all of your friends and family with a surprise visit to uh, an, a, an island where they don't have to wear masks except for the fact that if you look in all the pictures you can see the people working on the island are all wearing masks mm-hmm. it's 
it's well, like weeks and weeks of health screenings. Yeah, for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what Philip DeFranco said. He had the exact same reaction. <laughs> for a surprise. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, if if you were like, hey, Matt, I need you to start doing health screenings for the next two weeks, I'd be like, why? Just tell me why. I want to know why. Hey, Matt, I need you to be at the airport at this time. It's COVID. I don't want to go to the airport. Why do you need me to be at the airport? Do you, you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I would like, it's like, this wasn't, why are you, why are you lying about this? This was not a surprise. And it's also not normal. Stop saying you're returning to normal. Because Matt, I tried to hire Isaac and he wouldn't come. So I got a oh. hologram of him for oh, you. That'd be, that'd be kind of fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> and the hologram is high on fucking. <laughs> Robitussin. Cough medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that version of Isaac. I want like, you know, three light beers deep, Isaac. <laughs> three light beers deep. Hey, that's the exact number of light beers specified as light beer on the Arcade Fire concert tour rider. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yes. <laughs> three light beers. That's it. <laughs> and like one bottle of wine and a creative corner with yeah, they, a yeah. easel and paints and oh, those I had already started to kind of wane on them based on a reputation they'd garnered. Yeah. We talk about a tangent, but then I read that fucking concert tour writer and I was like, Oh, these are the kind of people I would never hang out with. (laughs) Okay. These are the kind of people I would love to hang out with. That's like my whole scene, bro. But then you would come directly back to me and make fun of them endlessly. You would shit down their throats <laughs> insane amount to me. It depends. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. It depends if they're paying me or not. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking point. Because <laughs> I'd only assume if I'd be backstage for, you know, a, a show or something. Although I've gotten backstage at shows. Fucking uh, Wayne Coyne calls, called me baby oil all night one night. It was really fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that shirt. <laughs> the legendary shirt. Whenever you'd show up and you were wearing baby oil, I knew we were in for a hell of a night. Yeah, it was kind of like a flag that I flew for a while. It was like, baby oil's here. <laughs> we're getting slippery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn dude <laughs> such good fucking times <laughs> that night up in harlem and i danced with that african girl all night long oh, oh yeah i thought you were so gonna take her home fun. dude. Uh, i thought i was too didn't turn she out that way you <laughs> her friends were not though no they were not. <laughs> i remember i touched your back and it was just like like you went swimming yeah hell we yeah so, bro we were so sweaty and then I had to like take a train back to fucking Bushwick for an hour and a half, just covered in all that sweat. Yeah. And we were out with Mandy and her roommate. Like, yeah. One of the most, I, I've hung out with Mandy two times, three times since we've moved to New York City. We've lived in New York the whole same time. And it's right. like, what a randomly awesome night with a person I never hang out with. Every time I hung out with her, I would always end up getting real crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's got that gene. Yeah, she's got that Mickey Mantle gene. Baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mandy's cool. 
Uh, yeah, I got no, I got no beef with Mandy. We just live on opposite ends of the fucking planet, as far as she, New York is concerned. She, she, she's a playwright at Mandy, the playwright. Um, yeah. What else we so, got going on? Oh, we got, I got an announcement for yeah, everybody. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me. Stick around for the end of the episode today. Yeah, we are going to be debuting Matt Butterfield's new song. It's not my new song, but I play as, on it. As far as I'm concerned, you're my best friend. It's your song. Okay, well, it's sure. Matt can say that. It was written by uh, the composer, playwright, and director, Rick Burkhart, who I've worked with on a few projects. Um, it's good. We'll play it at the end of the thing. It's called Never Again It Is Now. It's good it's shit. A, I've heard it, guys. Stick around for it. It's a protest song, and I really recommend you listen to it loud. um what uh so check that out um and i think we we're mostly just starting today a we're doing this today because i have a lot of stuff i want to talk about and it's kind of it's the the elections coming up and i just want to have a pre-election what election (laughs) i just want to have some pre-election to see if it gets us pregnant um uh, dripping down. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I, I just always think it's interesting to kind of document people and, and, and see documented people before and after elections. And so I figured this is a good, good as time as any to, uh, to talk about it and to, to just kind of go over what we're feeling, how we voted, like, who we're endorsing, which I think we've already endorsed who we're going to endorse. Um, didn't we do that in the last episode? I forget. Yeah. We uh, endorsed Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. Right. 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 Joe vote for Joe. Just, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Other Joe, other Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen. I can't believe that's a person's name. Right. Joe Jorgensen. Um, Anyway, so let's just talk about it just for a few minutes uh, leading up to some other shit that I want to talk about as well uh, in, involving the, the kind of the future of American, not even American, the future of theatrical experiences. Um, what do you got, man? Uh, what do you think? Um, with the election coming up, I think um, we're probably in the worst place we've ever been as Americans. Yeah, with, um, uh, yes. We have a president who has delegitimized everything about our democracy to the point to where if Joe Biden wins, it'll be contested. Mm -hmm. And also to the point where if Donald Trump wins, it'll be contested. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just really hard to be here. (laughs) I didn't even think about if Donald Trump wins, it'll be contested. Oh yeah. You think oh, that yeah. they're going to do that? Yeah, 200%. His followers will never accept the fact that he lost. They will not accept it. Well, well what if I, I'm, I'm talking about if he won, though. Oh, if Trump won. Yeah, you think Joe will contest it? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I don't know that I he will. The DNC will. Hmm. The Democrats will. You Joe, have more faith in them than I do, I guess. No, I they... They will absolutely. I mean, they spent fucking three and a half years contesting the last election. The Russian thing was all. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. It wasn't like an official. 
because it came out after the inauguration, but that was essentially what they did for three and a half years. That was two years. Pump your brakes. But well, okay, two years. But I don't know. I don't. I. I. I um, obviously, I'm. I vote for Democrats, but I don't believe in them. <laughs> I don't believe. I mean, I vote for Democrats, but it, they've everybody's made it so fucking hard to believe in them. It's like whenever Trump got COVID and all these people, all these Democrats came out saying like, we shouldn't like dance on this. This is like, it's not good to laugh at him. I I wish him well. It's like, fuck that. Suck my dick. I don't wish him well. Why would I wish him well? He doesn't wish me well. Like, no, like, and and everything to him is transactional. So fuck him. I'm not going to wish him well or hope that he recovers. Like, like, Same. like, like, get real. Like, Biden will give a concession speech if he loses. I think he will. I think he'll give a speech, but I don't think it'll be congratulating Donald Trump on a race well run and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It won't be anything like that. I think he'll give a speech about this isn't over. Like, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, I think both sides are so in this shit that neither one is going to be able to concede defeat. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that. I just always kind of figured, a, I'm not. I don't know what to think in terms of who's going to win or lose anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to be in the camp that there's no way Trump's going to lose. Like I, I was had no hope at all. But now that you see all these people are turning out to vote, it's like, I mean, cause Texas has had as many people vote in early voting as who've like the total of people who voted in 2016. Yeah. And statistically speaking, the more people vote, the more liberals win. Right. Right. The more Democrats win. And, um, so, I mean, and that's what ha- – in which, in which I think like last year – because I mean, not last year, last election, you'll remember like at 4 p.m. on election day, all of a sudden Hillary started taking down decorations and canceled a fireworks show and at the Javits Center, and everyone was like, what the fuck does this mean? And I think mm-hmm. that what that meant to her was that she found out people weren't showing up to vote. Mm-hmm. So she started, you know – seeing the writing on the wall a little earlier than the rest of us, maybe. Um, But this time really, really great fucking, I never thought of that. That's a really great point. Because I mean, because in the last election, a lot of people didn't vote that I know. I know a lot of people that they were just like, I don't like either choice. This sucks. I don't want to vote. And like we were in New York where it doesn't matter as much in terms of like the liberal agenda or the democratic agenda. Um, because it's just going to be blue no matter what. But like, but the, the fact that so many people are turning out this time around is just really interesting to me. And, you know, to that credit, I understand that like whenever there are more than, you know, more people turn out equals Democratic wins usually. I get that that's historically it. But you got to keep in mind in Texas, everybody is coming out everybody Mm -hmm. including the right wingers you have to keep in mind a lot of young people down here are super conservative yeah because because they see what's they like 
they see like Zoomer, well, I guess they are Zoomers. They see the left Zoomers and they reject it. They're like, I'm not anything like this. Like, like this is, they, they, they equate like identity politics with liberalism and, yeah. um, well, and that's, I've it. had this. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I had this um, long conversation with a friend at work who's very politically plugged in and very politically in the know. And I said, because when I look at politics, I look at it from a Democratic perspective and I look at this election from a stance of trying to fucking win. Yeah. Like we'll win and then we'll get in there and we'll figure out how the fuck, you know, we're going to get done what we're going to get done. But just the liberals on Twitter alone have done more damage to Joe Biden's campaign than Joe Dude. Biden could ever do to his own campaign. It's crazy to me. I mean, and I'm a little guilty of it to be completely frank. Joe Biden was my very last pick. My in term during the primaries, I like, he was like, I don't know, man, I'm not going to shit on him right now, but because it's just so we're leading right up to it. But in terms of who everybody that was up for it, he was not at even close to my, to the top of my list. And um, a lot of people that are online feel that way. But you know, what you learn is in reality that the online world doesn't reflect what is really going on at all, which is why I think you know, people are talking about these record numbers down here in Texas. And it's like, that doesn't really fill me with much hope. It really kind of freaks me out just because I know how many people down here are, are like, they're like this new brand of conservative. Yeah. Which is psychotic and crazy. And it's also, you know, it's typical, it's typical conservatism. You know what I mean? They, yeah. You know, they're going to vote conservative. They're going to vote for people that, don't like gay marriage. They're going to vote for people who want to outlaw abortion. They're going to vote for people who don't want to, you know, all the things that are like opposite of the liberal social agenda, Mm -hmm. they're going to vote for them yet. They go and then they fucking participate in these things. Like, yeah, they were going to consistently conservatives vote against their best interest. Oh, all the time, all the time especially mm-hmm. in these southern states it's crazy like 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 people make good livings on here and there are and there are ultra wealthy people here for sure but they are far fewer in be- and they're few and far between compared to cities like where you live yeah and like absolutely like most people down here aren't making like you know cuz Joe Biden's going to raise taxes on people that make 400 grand and above Right. That's his whole thing. Yeah. He's like, you guys don't need to fucking worry about me raising your taxes. Stop worrying about that. Most of you don't make even close to that, but they're still going to vote against them because they think that one day they might make that much money. Like, like, or, or they, or they, they're just so like dead set on like, he, he, he wants everyone to have an abortion. It's like, why do you, He's coming to take our guns. He's coming to take our guns. It's like Joe Biden is literally talking about putting Republicans in his cabinet. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I get that that's. I'm thinking of how do we you got to reach across the aisle. We can't have a full on. We got to have people that are closer to the middle 
reach across the aisle. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say because you do have to have another mindset to check your mindset or else it become you become a fucking dictator. Right. But at the same time, the polar opposites are so polar opposite and that's the that's who we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Like Joe's in the middle and because Joe Joe is not in the middle. Joe's a classic liberal. You know what that means. Yeah, blah blah blah. But yeah. because he's not extreme left, he's the, he was last on everybody's list. Yeah. Yeah. And because Trump is so extreme right, you think, oh, we got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, but I, I, I don't – I don't know. I can only speak for me. I don't think that Joe is last on people on, – on the online people's list because of his politics as much as – you know, his age and, 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 you know, there's a little bit to be said about his past. Yeah. I mean, the, the dude did is responsible for a lot of horrendous shit. I can't shit on Joe Biden. I need to stop shitting on Joe Biden. He has some questionable votes. Let's just say that. I agree. And he is aided and he is aided, but he's also got, has just a long career. I mean, which is going to happen in politics. You're going to have a, some, some, if you do it for 40 years, you're going to, you're like, you're going to make decisions that piss people off. Yeah. Um, and, and your constituents off. So it's, ugh, I don't know. A person, I, I believe that a person can change as the world changes and as new right. information becomes available. Mm-hmm. And he has said, because the big thing we're, you know, the big thing that, you know, is always the elephant in the room is the crime bill. Mm hmm. And he has said that he very much regrets it and that a yeah. lot of new information and new stuff about the world is presented to him and that he very much regrets that. Yeah, well, there's that. And there's also his paving of the way for Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. And, I mean, I already popped this cherry with Hillary, but he uh, voted for the Iraq War. Yeah. Like, like none of these things are great but it is what it is and this election is very much in my opinion a choose your enemy sort of election and who do you want your enemy to be do you want it to be the guy that uh might actually listen to you oh and uphold a little bit of fucking like decency or do you want your enemy to be this complete fucking lunatic with a with with a book of matches and a can of uh propane like 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 which who do you really want to fight um, or work with if you, you know, whatever, you, however you want to frame it. Yeah. Um, obviously the, cho- the choice is just so abundantly clear, but down here, it's like, I just don't know. I don't know what to think about all these people turning out. I agree. I think it's a very legitimate concern. You've got a very legitimate concern and you've, uh, you've painted the picture very well and being from there and having been there recently, I got to agree with you. I I, mean, I don't think the number of turnout in Texas means dog shit in terms of <laughs> historical statistics. I mean, I mean, it means something in terms of statistics, but nothing else. Like, I don't think it's going to determine the outcome. Like, like I, I just, don't think yeah, it, I just mean in like, like measuring trends and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I see here's the deal. Here's what I see as a person living in Texas and someone that grew up here and didn't spend my whole life here. I spent most of my adult life away from Texas. Um, but what being here for an election again, this is my second ele- presidential election in Texas. And um, 
it is really almost annoying to me watching people on the coasts like excited that Texas might turn blue. Is that weird that I'm annoyed by those posts? No, like, because you're there and you're your boots on the ground. Yeah, and I'm and I'm doing very little in terms of boots on the ground work. I've been way more involved. I was far more involved in the 2012 election and the and the 2016 election and the kind of the 2008. I went to I went to meetings, um, but uh, <laughs> but like you know this this with like the pandemic and everything it just kind of changes what you're able to do in terms of being on boots on the ground but i just i see those posts and i'm like you guys don't know who's down here you don't live here mike Berbiglia. you don't live here fucking jimmy fallon not jimmy jimmy does jimmy wants trump to win uh, colbert like like colbert like you guys don't live here you don't know what people want down here I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't You're know. absolutely right. Either way, choose your enemy. Uh, we want our enemy to be Joe Biden. I want my enemy to be Joe Biden. Please vote for Joe Biden on Tuesday. And if you've already voted, go vote again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. <laughs> Let's talk about voting. What was your voting process like? Uh, my voting process was pretty easy. I applied online for an absentee ballot. It was sent to my house literally just two days later. Filled that bitch out and dropped it in a drop box. Very easy. And you trust that it's going to be delivered? Are you tracking it? I dropped it at the Department of Elections. I fucking... Oh, okay, okay, fuck okay, 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 yeah. okay, 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 okay. Okay, cool. Uh, I went on the first day of uh, early voting here in Texas a couple weeks ago, actually, and stood in line for two hours and 20 minutes and voted. And it was, <laughs> other than the wait, bro, right when I got in line, I reach into my pocket and realize I left my headphones in my car. And this was a line that was like wrapped around a building in a back alleyway of some suburb behind a library. Like, and people just kept adding to the line. It was going to be wrapped around twice. And I was like, God damn it fuck and once you get within a certain like amount of paces at the door all of a sudden i don't know why they think this is a rule because i did the training to be a poll worker and nobody ever mentioned this but apparently it's a rule that you're not allowed to be on your phone within 100 feet of an election place it sounds like bullshit i did the training that's not mentioned once yeah fuck them that's not mentioned once in the training, but they had people running around pointing at us, put your phones away, put your phones away. Funny, funny story. Not funny. Interesting. Funny, interesting. Not funny. Haha. Interesting. Just character profile. The woman running uh, my, my election poll in the middle of Garland, South Garland, Texas, um, the home of Hank Hill uh, and, and Bobby Hill and, you know, Peggy and the gang, uh, the, that woman was a six foot two tall, uh, trans woman who, who, um, was very loose with how, how, how she wore her mask. <laughs> Not what I expected. Not what I expected to see at the library in Garland, Texas. Now I was thrilled to see her. I love it. 
I love that she was just out there bossing people around. I don't like being being bossed around, but I love that she was doing it to other people. <laughs> and uh, she had like a like a hat on with the trans flag across it, and long hair, long pretty gray hair. I'm like, all right, man. Well, I mean, that's dope as shit. That's fucking amazing. Just you know, in a place you don't expect to see it, like you said. No. I mean, I. Yeah, it was just like, all right, everybody's here. <laughs> the gang's all here. The gang's all here. <laughs> feel like I'm in New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, cool. it's election season, baby, and it's the yep. worst one I've ever been a part of. And fuck yep. my face running. Holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of bringing me into uh, something else I wanted to talk about in terms of, I mentioned at the top. Um, the future of theatrical experiences. Oh, hello. See, I am currently involved in a play, in a live action play that is playing um, Fridays through Sundays and is has been, you know, we've had some sold out nights. Last performance, I think there were 13 people in the audience. Um, there's 11 people in the show. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Um, but I have been lucky enough to be a part of, uh, one project and then I've experienced another one. And I'm going to talk about this one thing that I am a part of, and that's dropping on Sunday and has something to do with the election a bit. Um, it's called ad hoc economies, America whispers. It is. America Whispers uses secret online posts to delve into the psyche of a chaotic year. A nationwide soundscape of 500 voices uses secret social media posts to explore 2020 inner angst. Just 48 hours prior to Election Day, as our nation teeters on a razor edge, the American public is ever more in need of answers to their deepest questions, hopes, and fears. America Whispers, the latest project from Brooklyn-founded theater company Ad Hoc Economy, puts its ear to the ground of our, of our bizarre and trying period, listening to the anonymous aquifer flowing underneath these anxieties. Whisper, the popular text image social media app, allows users to anonymously post and read the secret confessional thoughts within their communities. On Tuesday, August 11th, Ad Hoc Economy collected and transcribed every anonymous post from Whisper across four regions that single day. The collaborative team... The collaborative team, including four sound designers, now dispersed across the United States then enlisted nearly 500 people from a diverse network of friends and actors to vocally read each post. Chaptered into the project's separate regions, New York City, Los Angeles, uh, Billings, Montana, and Fayetteville, Arkansas, the final project uh, product is approximately 40-minute creative soundscape constructed from these voiced American secrets. America Whispers, to be released November 1st, online, free, is a symphony of cascading confessions, a densely layered lyrical listening experience that takes the current temperature of our national fears and truths, says Cole Wimpy, AD of Ad Hoc Economy. We have, like, so many theater artists during this pandemic. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. We have, like so many theater artists in this uh, pandemic struggled with ways to create art that really speaks to the 
intensity of issues nation our nation faces during this chaotic year god damn it this is long copy uh the idea that uh soundscape embracing real desires dreams jokes and secrets of our fellow citizens felt like an exciting way to better understand the range of issues that are affecting us wimpy says ad hoc economy formerly known as aztec economy is a national award-winning theater company founded in Brooklyn 2008. Their work seeks to provide a fresh perspective on American culture and its relationship to ritual, mythology, madness, dreams, and deliverance. Projects have included the Obie Award-winning Ice Factory Festival. Wow, they won an Obie in 2009? Uh, Hollywood Fringe and, you know, a bunch of other fucking places. Um, so that's going to be All right. cool. That's going to be I- real cool. Damn it, that was a long fucking read. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm involved with this. I'm one of the 500 voices. I don't know when my voice will be heard. Um, but but I'm, you will be able to miss it. And I did notice that that copy did not include where those things are going to be. It's going to be on YouTube. If you just look up America Whispers on YouTube, you'll see it. There are two pro- promo videos out there right now. Um, and it looks like it's going to be pretty fucking wild, Matt. I know based on what I recorded, it's going to be real horny. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Slap my dick and call me Edward. Okay, Eddie boy, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds dope as shit. I can't wait to check it out. And I'll be listening. I'll be listening for that signature growl. Oh, that. I did a, I did a few different reads and a few different voices. I saw you laugh at me when I did that read and Cole's voice wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we have we had like, like so many theater. I thought he was going to be like, we have like so many theater people involved with this, but it's like, Oh no, this is sad. <laughs> oh, is- that was hilarious. <laughs> also Cole doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> you almost became fake news. Uh, I was taking out of context by Mr. You know what's funny? After uh, the last election, I ran into Cole's twin brother, identical twin brother in Brooklyn the night after the last election. Holy shit. Or the day after, the morning after. I walk in and uh, I sit down at this bar that was across, that was down the street from my house and I'm just like fucked up. I'm like hungover and mad and freaked out. I look at the bartender he looks at me and we're like, are we Facebook friends? <laughs> <laughs> Have a shot on the house. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, he offered me more than a shot, but yeah, it was fun. Um, it was, uh, so that's a little, little bit of a full circle there. What is his brother's name? I'm an asshole. It doesn't matter. Um, it does matter. He's one of the Wimpy brothers, famous playwright. I like it. I like it. I think it's going to be a kick-ass thing to to watch and listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very excited for it. It falls right in line with election season. I think y'all should check it out. I think that it it, it's going to address a lot of different weird shit, and I think it's it's interesting to see how theater is moving forward in these times because I don't think this COVID is going away anytime soon, Matt. I don't know about you. Um, I'm going to stay, I choose to stay optimistic. I mean, I'm staying optimistic, but I think that this is a really great way to develop optimism is, is by creating these new experiences. Um, because theater people know what people, they know how to do weird shit. And, um, 
I just think it's interesting. It, it, this all, I just think the whole audio medium is about to kind of be rocked a little bit by all these experimental theater artists that um, uh, need work are about to yeah. just inject themselves into that culture. And I'm really excited for it. Uh, for recommendsies, I have another piece that I want to talk about later. Ah, but, speaking of recommendsies, we're all going to die. Oh, are we going to do that right now? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, we're all going to die. Hold on. It's our only guarantee. Hey, hey. We're all going to die. It's our only guarantee. It's just the best of time. I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast. Recommendsies. Recommendsies, everybody. So for recommendsies, I, uh, you know, I haven't been diving into a whole lot of stuff. I've been pretty busy, but I watched something last night that I really, really enjoyed. Dave Letterman's interview show on Netflix. I think it's called like, please welcome my next guest. Yes. But he did a sit down with Lizzo. And guys, Tell me about it, Matt. She's just so fucking cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> like she's, she's so just cool. so awesome. What's she? What is she like? I've never really heard her talk. Like she's just super cool. Like you would definitely want to hang out with her. Yeah, like she she doesn't go into like all this crazy shit. Like it was a really funny thing. Like she talked about being her size. Uh-huh. She was like. You know, people telling me like that I'm brave and that I'm unapologetic. It's like, you're saying this shit to my face. Like, this is not a compliment. She's like, I'm tired of people thinking that I have to be an activist just because I'm fat and black. Like, if you think I'm an activist, I hope it's because you think I'm smart and talented. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, right? I've always wondered, like, how are these women not totally like insulted by being called brave? Right. <laughs> it like reminded me of a, a friend of mine who's a regular at the restaurant who has a nerve condition that um, impeded the growth of her arm. Oh shit. And she's Latina. Mm-hmm. And when she was at NYU, she auditioned for in the Heights and the choreographer, not the Broadway. This was like a okay. NYU production of in, in the Heights. Not, we're not talking about Andy Blankenbuehler here. We're talking about whoever this fuck was that NYU hired to, choreographed yeah. this was like you were so brave for auditioning and she was like why am i brave i'm a fucking uh, latina actress auditioning for in the heights i'm brave because i have a fucking uh a, a, a fucking issue with my body that i can't oh, control like i'm God. fuck you yeah so like <laughs> so lizzo absolutely shit down those people's mouths plus she's just fucking hilarious She's cool as shit. She's like a flute savant. Yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's dope as shit. And Dave's Dave. I, I adore Dave. He's one uh-huh. of my lifelong heroes. Right. And uh, check it out, man. It's just good sure. shit. It's fun. Lizzo is amazing. She's just such a cool motherfucker. I'd love to have drinks with Lizzo. That's rad. Check it out. That's I recommend cool, it. Cool, man. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to recommend uh, starting next week, there is going to be another like kind of audio format of 
Theater from a company that I worked with a lot. Hold on. God damn it. doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, for the company that I worked with a lot, uh, about eight, well, actually up until 2017, uh, but till about three years ago, I've worked with this company, 600 Highwaymen. They are doing, they just got a huge write-up in the New Yorker for this show that they are putting on um, called A Thousand Ways. And it's going to be, I got to attend or experience whatever you want to call it, uh, the first part. So it's going to be this art project brought about um, uh, in three parts. And the first part is a phone call. It's a, on a simple, this is coming from their website, uh, 600highwaymen.org. It's an, on a simple phone call, you and another audience member, nameless strangers to one another, follow a carefully crafted set of directives. Over the course of the journey, a portrait of each other emerges through fleeting moments of exposure and the simple sound of an unseen voice. And then part two is an encounter, which I think they're going to be doing in the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest kind of soon. I can't remember if it's going to be in Portland or Seattle, uh, but it's uh, nested at the center of an empty space is a small table bisected by glass. You sit at the table opposite a stranger with a stack of index cards, a handful of objects and a set of instructions to guide you. What will come of this? It is a chance at being heard a brave moment to show up. And then part three, an assembly a public convening made up of you and the other strangers from this project's journey using a shared script. All of us who have previously met across the distance come together for a final collective experience. And I got to do part one uh, about a month ago and it was, I don't know. I'm going to start my review of this by saying this. When I first worked with these people back in 2012, when they came to Austin for Fusebox Festival, I had the distinct realization in the middle of rehearsal that these guys know where theater is headed because they are taking it there. They are so incredible and, and insightful and inventive and innovative and, and resourceful. They, they, they use everything that they have learned and everything that they know um, uh, and put it all on stage in these super sh- stripped down uh, plays. But I honestly, I don't even like to think of their theater as like plays. They're like experiences. They're, they're, they're pieces. They're art pieces. It's, it's that are, that are a lot. I mean, I know that all plays are art pieces, but like, like if sometimes I watch their shows and it's like, this doesn't, this is weird seeing this in a theater. This should be in a museum or like a garage or a bingo hall. Like, 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 like I just, I love these guys work and you can get tickets to take um, part in this because they are like touring the fuck out of this thing. Let me look. Looks like they already did a part two at theater in, in Germany. Wow. Anyway, uh, part they're doing part uh, one as a part of the Canadian stage. It's based out of Toronto, but obviously, obviously you can just like uh, get to, it's all it's on the phone. You can get tickets for on the phone. It looks like you can get tickets from November fourth through the twenty second uh, as as a part of Canadian stage on the boards. 
Singapore International Festival of the Arts, and Arizona Arts Live, uh, as well as Stanford, Connecticut Live. So there's, and that's actually in December. Wow. So we got a lot, a lot of options here um, nice. to see this thing. And I, I can't recommend it enough. It really, the connection that you feel with this other stranger, it's about an hour long. And it's a really, you're, you're asked interview questions about your surroundings and then you're told to imagine certain things. And I just kind of ended the, the performance or whatever, laying on my bed, just like wishing I was in the desert with this stranger. Like they just kind of presupposed and made me imagine it was really, I was left with a lot of yearning. Yearning. I fucking love these guys, the, uh, Abel, Abby Browdy and, and Michael Silverstone. They are my homeboys. Um, check it out, y'all. 600highwaymen.org. Why don't you go um, ahead and shoot them my headshot and resume for me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want no. They don't need another fat Matt. They need. <laughs> I'm talking about you know, when New York theater comes back and you're not here and I'm <laughs> yeah. here and I can be your fat Matt. I will fly up. I will. I will pay to be in their shows. I love being in their shows. Um, I love it. They, they're so cool. Uh, yeah, they did do it. They, oh, okay. So it looks like part two is going to be in Seattle. Interesting. It's kind of confusing. Um, is it going to be in old Chaz? I'm kidding. Chaz Chop. I don't get that joke. What? Chaz Chop. You don't remember Chaz Chop? The... The uh, fucking autonomous zone. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hope it is. That feels like fifteen years ago, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this year, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell? dude. Yeah, dude. That brings us to our last and final bit. As always, ladies and gentlemen. Shit. <laughs> Don't at me, Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. What do you got? <laughs> Don't at me, my fucking apartment building. Ooh, I know what you're about to talk about. Go you for it, dumb bro. motherfucking sons of bitches. <laughs> you turn off the air conditioning for the building when it's 75 fucking degrees outside. Guess what that means? That means it's going to be hot inside. What? Oh, my God. A secondary don't at me to people who, as soon as it drops below 80, start wearing fucking parkas and scarves. You can also (laughs) absolutely go fuck every inch of your mother's asshole. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) Eat a cheeseburger, you skinny bitch. Like, it's not my fault you're skinny. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, So anyway, (laughs) so this building, A, did not tell us that they turn off air conditioning for the winter if they had told us that we wouldn't have lived here um wow and then when we hit them up and we're like yo it's 88 degrees in our apartment right now they were like not our problem sorry hung up on my no hung up on andrea what yeah we lit the world on fire bro what we lit they hung up on her yes no we gotta we gotta talk about this bro this is this is one of my oh 
we got to talk about this. What happened? They hung up on her? They hung up on her. So she went what to corporate. What are these people's names? I'm not going to do that because I still live here. Fuck them. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Tell, yeah. tell the story. Tell the story. So we get back from our the trip we were down south shooting weddings. We get back and it's hot as shit in the apartment. We figure, okay, we left the air conditioners off. Whatever. It's like 76 degrees when we get back. And so we turn the air on and it's just blowing room temperature air. It's just blowing air the same not room temperature 72, but like the temperature of the room, which was right. in the eighties. Right. And it's hot as shit. And we're like, okay, well fucking ACs are broke. You know, we'll just have somebody come fix them. And then they're like, Oh no, we turn them off for the season. And that, and they were like, and I was like, um, really? And the guy just goes, yep. And that's the way it is. So they know that, that, that it's not cool. They know it's not cool. They know everybody in the building is fucking furious the uh package room had an influx of air conditioners be delivered everybody in the building is fucking furious they treated andrea like shit so andrea went scorched fucking earth on those motherfuckers what she called do? corporate and then corporate was like well you know it is their policy so there's nothing we can do about it so andrea did when when you're left with no fucking thing you uh-huh. leave reviews online. Yes, you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she ripped these people a new fucking asshole. Oh, and then can they we were find on the there. review. What is the? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I should have fucking. Uh, this was off the top of my head. I no, we're doing this, this. Bro. Don't we're at doing me, bro. This. I don't know where she fucking. Let... You said don't at me, bro. This is a sacred pact. This is don't at me, bro. <laughs> oh god, let me see. Wow, that is, I don't even think I can top this. I can't, I, like, I was kind of wondering, like, what's my don't at me bro going to be this week? But I don't know that I can top this. This is incredible. They don't, dude, whoa. <laughs> you know, say Ooh. what you will about the shitholes I lived in in Brooklyn, but I was allowed to have AC whenever I wanted. So, here's the Yelp review. Uh-huh. I wish I had listened to others and avoided this place. Wow. The staff is just horrible. Wow. Jeff is beyond unorganized. Took me three weeks just to get the keys. Leah doesn't know what she's doing. And the manager, Katie, is extremely rude and hostile. Good. I figured I could get past the awful management. But with the amount of problems in this building, you're forced to deal with you're, the amount of problems in this building. You're forced to deal with them. With so many other great buildings in the area, steer clear of this one. One store. Wow. So y'all are moving at the end of this lease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long is the lease? sucks because this apartment's amazing. How long is the lease? Two years? A one year? year? One A year? year. You got to get yeah. not, You got to get back into 95, buddy. I, this place has seven closets, though. <laughs> Bro, this is the thing about New Yorkers. They have no self-esteem, and they just put up with bullshit. That, that because they think I'm in New York, baby. That's the way of the world. No, it's just, not. You have no. rights as a tenant, Matt. You, no, I know. That's why we went scorched earth on these people. That's why they were offering us other apartments. Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah. As soon as these reviews went up, they were like, oh, hey, how can we help? Okay. Okay. Well, you can help by turning on the AC, you fucking pricks. You fucking douches. I noticed that in her was, review, she didn't mention that, which I think... No. 
that's a disservice. I think you should she add should it to have. the review. She absolutely should have. Because that's a that's an important like like it's like you don't offer don't say that you offer central air if you don't offer it. Right? Isn't that oh, isn't yeah. it that simple? Like like don't say if you don't offer it, don't say that you offer it. If you're gonna turn it off, because so it's like any fucking New York fall, dude. Yeah. The fucking went the weather goes down for two, three the temperature goes down for two, three days, and then it goes back up. Uh-huh. It right. literally is like that every year. You know every that. year. It's like that ever all over the country, all over the world. It's like that down here. Like, yeah. like we we had last week we last week we had like a 90 degree day. And yeah. Whereas the previous week, whenever I went to like the state fair, it was like in the 60s and like 50s. Like like that's the way fall works. Yeah. It got down into the 50s for 3 days. So they claim that the city inspector told them that they had to turn off the air conditioning. No, no. Which, that's not a thing. No, it's not. I called Bill de Blasio. I sent him an email, and I left him a voicemail. Still haven't heard back, Bill. <laughs> what a shock. Fucking, what a shock. fucking cuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's just fucking, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. The fact that they expect people to just sit in their apartments and be hot. That is literally my pet peeve. I don't work my fucking ass off. My wife doesn't work her fucking ass off to sit in our fucking home and be hot. Suck my toes. I do not give a fuck what your excuse is. I don't give, I don't care. You can keep your excuse to yourself. Keep your policy to your fucking self. When people are paying minimum $3,500 to live in your building, you keep the fucking air conditioner on or you can suck my fucking dick. Go fuck yourselves. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. I don't have one. After that, I don't have one. I don't I mean don't at me, bro. All these un, all these undecided voters. If there are any left, fuck yourself. Just go park in the garage and leave the car running. You don't need to. We don't need you. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> like just, just, just. I mean, really, you're undecided, undecided voter. How are you undecided? You you are either. You either believe in American democracy or you don't at this point. Choose your enemy. Thank <laughs> fucking you. Get real. That's my you fucking nailed me, it. You fucking nailed it. You summed it up perfectly for me. And that's it for us right now. Um, and now, uh, real quick, you know, follow me at Matt on Matt. Sure. Or, or, sorry. <laughs> at Matt Perry 06 on all my social medias. Follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram. I've been having fun on my Instagram stories and getting a lot of good feedback about that. Very uh, funny shit. Very, very funny shit recently. Uh, what else we got? Um, follow the podcast at Matt on Matt Pod uh, on Twitter. And like, subscribe, and share, ladies and gentlemen. And send your com- questions, comments, and concerns to madamatpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> again, go see, go, go listen to, go experience a thousand ways by 600 highwaymen. Uh, go, go experience and watch and listen to America whispers. Uh, up until the 15th of this month, uh, I am doing the play at the pocket sandwich attack of the killer mutant leeches. Um, we're being very, very safe. It's very, it's very socially distanced. You don't, we don't, as the actors, we don't come into contact with the audience at all. 
and the audience is very spread out. It's very safe. Uh, I am getting te- a lot of the cast. I think all of the cast actually. We're all getting tested in rounds. Um, uh, we're being safe. We're not going to do be like the other theater here in town that I won't name that wasn't safe and had to have their show shut down because they ah. wouldn't they wouldn't wear masks. Fucks. Straight up refused to wear masks uh, and then had a gathering at a theater. I don't know what they expected to do. I don't know what those people expected to happen. Anyway, and we're going to go out with the lovely sound, dulcet tones, written by Rick Burkhart with the new hot hit protest song, Never Again Is Now. Fascists fly flags in the streets Never again, never again When do the sheriffs go to work in white sheets Never again, never again When the devil leaves the Bible as his business card With the National Guard as his bodyguard When do the shock troops Go dancing with the trolls Never again Never again When do the goon squads Use unmarked van patrols Never again Never again When the law becomes a lie And they believe it they're above the law and we're beneath Spilled oil slick getting slicker Boiling some frog in the water 